Are you ready? Aye, Captain. <coughs> Go on, swig it. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of My Athletic Compendium. Today we're going to be talking about alcohol, as demonstrated by Max with his brew dog. Um, so, when we were first talking about the macronutrients, we mentioned there were four main macronutrients. Um, there's obviously fat, protein, carbohydrates, and lastly, there, there is alcohol. Um, so, alcohol is actually one of the macronutrients. It provides us with energy, so it contains seven calories per gram or mil of alcohol. Um, so, it is really calorific, especially when you compare it to like fat, which is nine calories. Um, per gram compared with protein and carbohydrates, which are four calories per gram. Um, so alcohol is really quite calorific. Uh, now I know we don't drink like excessive quantities. I like speak, that. speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> right? um, no, but it's it's more of a obviously unless you're an alcoholic, it's more of a social thing or um, a infrequent thing. You wouldn't have it as part of a staple diet, but essentially alcohol can really the, the reason why we want to touch on it and why we didn't touch on it before is because a it's not part of your staple diet or it shouldn't be anyway not if you're an athlete wanting to progress towards certain goals but two it can really inhibit your ability to to achieve your goals um obviously progressing towards certain weight targets especially if you're drinking quite a bit of alcohol, we're talking about it's quite a calorific uh, macronutrient so it can prevent you, you know, hitting weight targets, especially if you're a competition athlete where you need to, you know, stay within certain parameters. Um, it really affects your recovery. So, you know, negates all the benefits, not all the benefits, but a lot of the benefits of your recovery. Um, so those muscle adaptations, sleep, um, which we're going to touch on, uh is it next episode sleep i think yeah next episode yeah so we're going to obviously talk about sleep and the importance of that but essentially we all know that alcohol um doesn't ruin well, it doesn't ruin your sleep doesn't it essentially mm. uh it, it stops you going into certain types of sleep so namely your deep sleep which is where a lot of your recovery takes place um so if you are drinking on a regular basis even if it's just an infrequent amount Chances are you're ruining your sleep, not getting into as much deep sleep and then not getting all the benefits from your recovery. But essentially alcohol comes in lots of different forms, you know, beer, cider, wine, spirits. What's your favourite? Uh, depends on how I feel on the night, to be fair. On the night? Yeah. Nice. Mine's a beer anyway, but beer contains carbohydrates, um, also contains lots of alcohol. Um, and drinking in excess, uh, so any, excess is essentially anything over 14 units per week, which quite a few people do, uh, especially if you're binge drinking, which is not recommended. Um, but that can become quite calorific. And, and like I said, when we're aiming for sort of certain weight targets, um, it can inhibit you achieving them. But also a lot of athletes are most sort of, the performance is is best when your what is it weight to weight to performance ratio? Do you know what, do you know what I'm trying to say here? Power to weight ratio. Power to weight ratio. 
that's why you're the strength guy. <laughs> but essentially, if you, it's your strength to weight ratio. Now, if you're drinking excessively on a frequent basis and you're gaining weight because of the alcohol you're consuming, not only that, but alcohol generally at the end of the night, most people pair it with a calorific amount of food. Um, you know, like a takeaway, a kebab, for example, it's like 500 calories, 600 calories, even a pizza, which is a thousand calories. If you're doing that on a weekly basis, you will be gaining weight. But the way, the way alcohol is metabolized is it's predominantly goes into fat storage. And then if you're pairing that with really calorific foods, you're also going to be promoting fat storage, um, which if you're gaining lots of fat, but not gaining much muscle because you're not getting the training adaptations and you, you're eating um, more than you should be, then your weight to power ratio is obviously going to be lower. Um, so, Max, tell me a bit about alcohol. In terms of strength, in terms of power. So, we all know how you know alcohol can have an impact on as the next day, the following day, mm-hmm. you know, if say, you know, you have your game on your Saturday, you go out some beers afterwards, it gets a bit out of hand and mm-hmm. you wake up with a bad hangover and some really bad decisions. <laughs> um, Speaking from personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this can um, have obviously an impact on the next day, but it can also sort of knock into the next day and the next day. Like I, I for one personally don't, if I have a particularly heavy session, I, I'll still kind of not feel 100% myself even, you know, three days after, four days after, Yeah. which is quite significant. Yeah, um, massively, especially if you're, you know, working towards a goal or you're following a certain training program. Yeah. Massively. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is, you know, me personally, I suppose that's not something that's mm. necessarily, you know, backed by any science, but, um, but everyone's different, aren't they? The way, yeah. the way people metabolize alcohol. So, you know, if I say if you're younger, but, but when I'm saying younger, I mean sort of 18 to 21, you do metabolize alcohol better than when you're older. Um, gender well not that gender but sex mm. is uh, also an, a big factor men tend to metabolize alcohol a lot better than than women yeah which mm. is why they used to be the the recommendations that men could drink more than women oh um that was also partly because men have a, a tend to be bigger mm. um and could probably well yeah because they're bigger in terms of weight to alcohol intake yeah. um can probably manage a bit more mm. but essentially if if everyone's metabolizing things at different times then your hangover per se um will last different different lengths of time so obviously if you're a an older athlete not speaking sort of oap but you know an athlete sort of in their late 30s early 40s that are still trying uh, to play competitively and you're you're drinking heavily you're going to have a longer recovery period um mm. which will affect your your training yeah. performances you touched before on um how it can affect your sleep and we, we have got a sleep episode um coming up but mm. um just to kind of because that is something i know a little bit perhaps more about in terms of alcohol um but essentially and, and you mentioned it briefly obviously you don't get into your deep sleep as, as frequently. You stay in your rapid eye movement, your REM sleep, mm. um, for a lot longer. 
um, and that obviously you can also dip out and, and wake yourself as well. Yeah. Um, even if it's only momentarily for like a minute, mm-hmm. you know, you, which you might wake up the next morning and not realise you've done, but you can wake up and, and, you know, roll over and whatever. That happens more frequently. Um, it just disrupts your decent sleep, yeah. doesn't it? And you do most of your recovering with longer, deep sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you, again, just using the example, because this is something that's quite common in rugby at least is where you, you play your game and then you go out for a drink afterwards and mm-hmm. and that and, and obviously that window that, that that first sleep after your game is vital to, for recovery yeah yeah because you've got um obviously usually you'll have the day off after mm-hmm. you know the day after and then you go back into your training week come monday um but you know if you're having disrupted and rubbish sleep after an after intense that, game you're you're going to essentially knock, knock m- most of your recovery until the sleep on the Sunday night mm-hmm. going into training on Monday. So it's just, again, just making that recovery extended, Yeah. Um, which which obviously has an impact going into your in, into your week of training before the next game. So um, it is, you know, it's something that, you know, we're not saying don't enjoy yourself and don't, don't yeah, go absolutely. out and drink be, after a game. That would be but, massively hypocritical for yeah. one. But yeah. I, th- I think it's just making people aware that drinking alcohol, even in a small amount, can affect your recovery. Um, so obviously there, there's limits to 14 units a week, but if you are spacing them out across the week, which is recommended by the government, you are essentially potentially ruining your sleep on those nights that you're drinking. And then you've got conversely, there's that binge drink, which is also not recommended because it puts more strain on your liver, which is what metabolizes your alcohol. Um, You're then having a massive alcohol load and that can really ruin your sleep, especially if you're doing it after a, a game, like let's say on a Saturday, you've got that massive toll of the game itself, the week's training etc and then you're not allowing your body to recover effectively um mm. but i think the big one as well is, is what i've noticed as i'm, as I'm getting older 27 now 27 26 um but it, it is it's that knock-on effect into the following week of training yeah if go on no, I was, I was just going to say, they don't lie. And when I say they, I just mean generally people don't lie. But when you get older, as you start getting older, hangovers get worse. Yeah. <laughs> it really does have a nice I, I swear, you know, when I, when I do get a hangover, I, I don't even drink as much as mm. I did when I was younger. But yeah. a hangover is far, far worse. And and you just feel tired, mm. achy for, you know, the at least until sort of Tuesday which means your Monday and Tuesday training session in, in the gym or at, at, you know, your sports session is not as effective. And, they, and they're usually, like, typically in terms of your programming, if you're mid-season, your Monday and Tuesday, Tuesday definitely are supposed to be one of the more intense days. Yeah, um, so you're, training, you're recovered for Saturday. So that you're, you're in good stead for Saturday, exactly. So, you know, if, if you do start, you, you know, still feel those effects of a hangover on mm you know, going into a Tuesday, they're meant to be your heavy days. So yeah. it's something to think about. And again, like me personally, how I manage myself, I'm not the biggest drinker in the world anyway, to be fair. Yeah. Um, like, yes, when I do drink, I do probably go too heavy for me, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't do it very frequently. But mm-hmm. the good thing about that is the fact that 
you know, yeah, I might, you know, when I go out for a drink, I might have too much and then it does have an effect on my week. But because infrequently, it's I can still push forwards in terms of my athletic performance. I can yeah. still... You're still hitting your goals. I'm still hitting my goals. I'm still progressing. I'm still performing a program. It's just on the occasion um, that yeah. I might... And, you know, if you can link that up with, with having a bit of a deload week as well, so it's going to be a lower intensity anyway, then mm-hmm. kind of happy days, really. Yeah. Um, I think that leads on quite well to, like like you said a minute ago, we're not saying don't drink alcohol, not because it'd be hypocritical, but actually you've, you've got to think of almost the benefits as well of, of alcohol. Like, uh, I know as a healthcare professional, you're not meant to advocate alcohol, but in terms of done moderately within safe legal limits, I say legal, you know, but safe regulated limits, it is actually a good tool for socialising. Yeah. You know, there's, in terms of, I'm speaking just from a rugby perspective, but how many times, you know, do you get the the bunch of guys together, you're having just a couple of drinks and, you, you know, you're not absolutely... Um, over the limit but you're just socialising a bit more everyone's having a beer having a laugh um, and actually it brings the team together on a social level um, which is only going to benefit the team performance if yeah. you know the man next to you a bit better and can, can have a laugh with them so which I, I, I mean I know you signed with a new club recently as well but I have this season mm. um, it's well it's a new club that I have played for before so I know a lot of the players already but uh, we had a bit of a drink on the coach on the way home from our first game of the season, and there's a lot of lads who I didn't really know very well. Yeah. Um. So, and it just allowed me to have again that kind of not confidence boost, but the kind of let your guard down, and you're able to have conversations with yeah. lads who you've not met before, or you're getting to know a little bit better. Yeah. Um. And then you know after that that following week I felt just a little bit more comfortable with training a little bit more yeah like I can have a bit more fun and I don't have to do you know what I mean like yeah exactly um, I I do know what you mean and and again it's it's difficult to to say this in the podcast because we're not advocating you know you, no. you go out drinking lots of alcohol but it does have that you know releases your inhibitions yeah yeah got that song in my head now <laughs> but essentially you, you do bond well with with people that you don't know after mm. a couple of beers um whatever tickles your fancy but mm. it, and then yeah you do feel more comfortable around them um it can you know strengthen friendships people with people you potentially may have never even thought you'd be friends with and and then you're, you know, the, the training itself becomes better because you know the person better and you like them. And... Yeah, definitely. Um, and um, I like, I personally think that, you know, kind of extending on to that is if you have a game, have a fixture on the weekend, and then, you know, you, you kind of plan to have a bit of a social after, you kind of, I don't know about you, but I feel like going into that game, knowing that I'm going to have a good time after, mm-hmm. I can really kind of go for it in the game a little bit more because I know that I'm going to have a bit of a social after. Right. Is that just me? I, I just play hard anyway. Okay, right. fine. <laughs> <laughs> at, a low, at a low level. <laughs> yeah. um, no, you're playing 
But yeah, um, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but mm. I'm not saying that I hold back no, any no, other no. time, but you know what I mean? Um, it, 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 it's a difficult one because that's why we've sort of left it so long to talk about, but yes, it, it has a negative effect on health. There's, you know, lots of studies that show it, alcohol negatively affects recovery, health itself, you know, uh, can damage brain cells, um, but it does also have that effect of improving socialization. There are studies that, that show that. Um, so done within moderation and, you know, in a sensible manner, it can actually be a really useful tool. Mm. But then, like you said, if you know you've got a heavy training block the week after, maybe it's not the best time to mm. go out on a on a big session yeah. and maybe try and pair it with the deload and do it infrequently. I think that's that's the important message is not doing it every week, not doing it every day during during the week, you know, drinking alcohol, but maybe doing it every now and then. Um, more of like a socialising thing, let your hair down, per se. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think, like most things in life, most things, is everything's healthy if done in moderation. Mm. If you over-consume anything, it's not healthy. It's that good old cliche when I, pe- when I tell people I'm a dietitian. Like, yeah, just everything in moderation. And do you know what? Sad as it is, it is true. Yeah. You know, if you just ate chicken, you know, it's high in protein. But if you just eat chicken, that's all you eat. You're going to have massive deficiencies in lots of vitamins and minerals. You're going to have no glycogen. You're not going to have any fun because you're not having any alcohol. Exactly. I think that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah. And a good note to end on, I think. Yeah. yeah. Also, win or lose on the booze. OTB. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Next week, we're going to talk about sleep, so stay tuned. Thanks. Dilly dilly. Cheers.